It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We are a week away from the Orlando Magic opening training camp. It's time to start looking at those battles that we'll be watching as training camp begins. It's time for another edition of Locked On Magic. You are locked on magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 20th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossmeich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to take a look at some of the training camp battles that we're expecting to see and follow as we get through the preseason with training camp just seven days away. Next Tuesday, we will have Orlando Magic basketball, at least behind closed doors. Um, we'll have media day on Monday. And then training camp kick, uh, tips off next Tuesday. So we're getting into the nitty-gritty there. We'll talk about some of those camp battles we're waiting for coming up here in just a moment. But first, do want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. No matter what time of day you listen to us, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team Every day. Do Orlando Magic have a, a really funky roster? And maybe we'll dive into it a, a little bit um, tomorrow. Um, you know, one thing I will address tomorrow is uh, ESPN's uh, ranking of the top 100 players in the NBA and who is not there, uh, egregiously not there, unless they're planning to be in the top 25 tomorrow, which I don't believe they will. Um there's a lot of work that the Magic have to do this season and, and, and a lot of things that the Magic are going to have to grab to sort of uh, 
sort of climb the rankings and get the attention that, that we all feel they deserve. Now, a lot of it still has to be earned, but we'll talk about some more training camp battles, more training camp storylines uh, on tomorrow's episode. We'll talk a little bit about that top 100 list as well. Today, though, let's focus on the team. Let's focus on who this Magic team is and, and what questions we still have to resolve. The big thing that I would say before we even get into any of the battles, and, and they're, they're battles in quotation marks, but the big thing I would say is that this is a young roster with a lot of players who are going to be consistently fighting and scratching for playing time. Uh, I, I do not envy Jamal Mosley um, having to make some of the decisions, and a lot of these decisions, frankly, are going to have to play out on the court. Um, there are... Just so many young players, and, and injuries are, and, and, and the good news here is the Magic have young players to play in case there are injuries at, at almost every position. Center is really the only position that I don't feel super strong about. Um, you know, beyond Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba, you know, Mo Wagner's solid. It, 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 it lacks the depth of the forwards where you have Paolo, Fran, yeah, Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Jonathan Isaac. Bull Bull can, can play that spot. Chuma Okiki can play that spot. That's five guys right there. You got the guard in the wing position. You have Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Devin Kennedy, all able to play the point. Even RJ Hampton could play the point. Then you, And then adding to, because all those guys could play two, adding to that, you have Terrence Ross, Gary Harris's veterans, Caleb Houston. We're, we're already at like seven, eight guys that can all play these positions and to, to whatever level we'll see. But all guys that are going to need playing time. Um, I know I said this last year. I will say it again this year. Chuma Okiki and RJ Hampton are rotation players who are going to struggle to get minutes if everyone plays up to what we think they can play uh, up to. Uh, and then you got Caleb Houston kind of hanging out in the background too. There are, and Devin Kennedy as well. There are going to be players who should be playing or who need playing time who are not necessarily going to get that playing time this year. Um, whether, you know, I, I think Caleb Houston will end up heading down to Lakeland uh, uh, quite a bit. Um, but overall, the Magic have a lot of questions on this roster. And honestly, like, the big question for me, it, you know, just be uh, before we get to the obvious one, which we'll do in our second segment here, the big question for me is... Which one of these players is going to break through? Who's going to demand playing time? Who's going to demand their spot in the rotation? I mean, I think we all know what the starting lineup's going to be. And obviously the big battle, quote-unquote battle, is at shooting guard. And we'll dive into that more in the second segment here. Um, since I'm already five and a half minutes in and i got to do an ad read of ten. Um, the shooting guard battles is the most intriguing and important one that's going to come out of training camp because, for the most part, we all agree on four starters. Markel Fultz, Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter. Yes, you know, Mo Bamba was a starter last year, and I think he can—I think the Magic won't completely close themselves off to playing Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter together or not necessarily splitting their minutes because I think Wendell Carter's a better player, but but they will find time for Mo Bamba. Um, you know, again, and again, that's that's part of the issue is they got to find time for all these guys and there may not be all that much time for them. Uh, I think a big storyline for this season and a big test for the Magic, honestly, is all the vibes were good last year because everyone was playing. There was very few expectations. 
Now the Magic are trying to impose some winning expectations. The Magic are trying to kind of sort their roster out a little bit. Someone's not going to be happy with playing time. And so we will see how good these vibes feel when the reality of the season begins. And again, it's not a challenge I I don't think the Magic can overcome. I I don't think it's a challenge the Magic can uh, can't resolve. Um, and again, we'll see how the season plays out. I think a lot of it's going to have to do with injuries. A lot of it's going to have to do with how well players are playing. Um, it, 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 there's going to be a lot of factors into it, so we can't necessarily predict it now. But this is a, a question. You know, Chumo Kiki is a player the Magic really, really like. I have him outside the rotation. He is a fill-in if Jonathan Isaac can't play. He's a fill-in, um, you know, when the Magic need him for injury. But unless he has drastically improved as a three-point shooter uh, or the Magic have a different way of using him, they're going to play Jonathan Isaac um, when he's healthy. You know, they, they, they owe it to Isaac to, to give him time to, to play and to get, get him right because he is such a, a talented player. That's going to be difficult for him. R.J. Hampton, the last time we saw him, he disappointed at Summer League. There's no denying this. There's no getting around how much he struggled in Las Vegas. He is still, you know, yes, statistically, he's probably one of the worst players in the league last year, but I, I, I took that more as a question of the lineups that he was in. If the Magic do have a, a more defined role for him, if the Magic do know how they want to use him and he's improved his three-point shot and improved some of the other things that, that he was struggling with, He's a talented enough player that he should be on the floor, that he should be given that opportunity. He should be given some chance to to make make his way. The this is just scratching the surface. Uh, I think one of the bubbling storylines that will follow throughout the year. Someone is going to have to emerge. Um, some parts of this rotation are going to have to harden, and yes, the Magic are going to have to make some decisions about players and personnel, especially as they look to kind of start climbing up that chain. So to me, you know, the biggest training camp battle or the most pervasive training camp battle, because like I said, there's there's one that's pretty obvious, the, the most pervasive training camp battle that the Magic faced this offseason, or this, this, this fall, is which of these players, which of these young players is going to grab a rotation spot and force the coaching staff to make a tough decision on whether they're going to play him or not. Now, if everyone's good, you know, uh, the Magic would say iron sharpens iron. If everyone's good, if everyone is competing, if everyone is a potential rotation player, that's going to make everyone else better. And, and they're absolutely right. But the realities of playing, the realities of getting out on the court are completely different, are a different animal altogether. And I think that is one of the things that we're going to be watching throughout camp is who is turning heads and who is demanding a rotation spot. I've been previewing it uh, all this show. Probably the biggest training camp battle, the biggest positional training camp battle the Magic have is who starts at shooting guard, and that is a question that existed long before Gary Harris's injury and honestly might still be a little bit of a question. We'll dive into that coming up here in just a moment. But first, uh, let me give a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games, which is already passed, uh, and plenty more as the season gets going. 
BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Don't forget to, to check out the BetOnline NBA Top 50, the ranking of the top 50 players that move the betting lines. You can find that on the Locked On NBA feed, both the podcast and the YouTube. Maybe I show up, maybe I don't. We'll find out. Um, We'll talk plenty more about rankings and all their glory uh, on tomorrow's show of Locked On Magic. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So let's uh, let's dive into then the the big positional debate that that I think the Magic face this coming season um, or this coming training camp. Um, like I said, conventional wisdom, and maybe it isn't conventional. I think I've heard some good arguments. I've heard some people think that it isn't so locked in, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about that at the end here. Um, conventional wisdom would say that the Magic are going to start Markel Fultz, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, and Wendell Carter. Certainly, you can't argue uh, those last three, Franz, Paolo, and Wendell. Those three are the three best players on the team right now. And they should and will start for this Orlando Magic team. I I, I don't think there is any way around that. I don't think uh, that that's something that's much for debate. Um, Those are the three best players on this team. and, and, And those three guys, obviously are a lot about the philosophy of this team overall. That leaves one spot technically open. And 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 there are good arguments for a lot of players to take that spot at shooting guard. Um, conventional wisdom, again, for what it's worth, you would say that it is a battle between Gary Harris and Jalen Suggs. And it's not really even a battle. It's, it's more of a philosophical battle. Um, or at least before Gary Harris's injury. Um, Gary Harris is the veteran... He gives steady defense. He's a great shooter. That would undoubtedly help the Magic lineup. Um, If the Magic want to get off to good starts, if they want to win games, I would argue before his injury, of course, Gary Harris was the right guy to start at shooting guard. Jalen Suggs, though, is the talent. He is the future. And much like at the beginning of last year when Gary Harris was slated to start opening night before a late scratch pushed Suggs into the lineup, which he never really gave up, um... Suggs is a guy that the Magic believe can be a very good player still. And while he did have a difficult rookie season where he shot less than 30% from beyond the arc and and really struggled with the shot, he is a fantastic defender um, and someone who can get to the basket whenever he wants. So really, I think this this debate, Suggs has to prove he could be an outside shooter, I think, to to really stick in this league or to really stick as a high-level player in this league. Um, unless he becomes much more efficient finishing at the rim, which rookies do tend to struggle, especially rookie guards, 
tend to struggle finishing at the rim. That's not so surprising. Unless he becomes just more efficient across the board, it's going to be hard to justify starting him, especially if you're starting Markel Fultz, who also is a hard driver to the basket, um, someone who is a good mid-range shooter, but isn't necessarily comfortable extending out to the three-point line unless he's also improved there, which again, first healthy offseason for Markel, first healthy full offseason for Markel Fultz, it's perfectly possible that that is something that is in the cards or something that could happen with him. This is a, this is tricky. Um, you know, again, it, it, and, and, it, and, it's, and it's not made simpler by Gary Harris's injury. Gary Harris did have surgery to tear the meniscus in his left knee. Uh, he is, uh, 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 apparently it was the good kind where he'll be back fairly quickly. Um, but it, I would not expect him to be back for training camp. I don't expect him to play in training camp. And so this training camp then becomes a real showcase for Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is the incumbent. He is the guy who started last year. He is the guy that the Magic have a lot invested in. There is no reason the Magic shouldn't just pencil him in as a starter on opening night if Gary Harris is not ready to go. And, and, and again, Knowing the magic, Gary Harris will not be ready to go by training camp. But at the same time, Suggs has got to prove that that's his spot. Even though Gary Harris isn't playing or isn't in camp, Suggs has got to prove that's his spot. I don't think it's impossible for the match to try a bunch of different things at that two-guard spot. Terrence Ross is obviously sitting there. He could easily be the starting shooting guard on opening night. And I don't think that that would necessarily be a bad decision. I don't also necessarily think it'd be a bad decision to start Mo Bamba and move Franz Wagner to the team. I don't think they will do that, but leave that possibility out there. RJ Hampton is an experienced player. If the Magic wants Suggs to be a super sixth man or to be coming off the bench, the Magic may pull a Spurs and start someone at the end of their bench so that they can maintain their rotations elsewhere, maintain other lineups that they want to see elsewhere. You can't discount Caleb Houston, although I don't think he is necessarily an option there. You also can't discount Cole Anthony. Why not start Cole and Markel together? You've got some point guard depth with Devin Kennedy. Um, you could easily start those two together. Cole can be a floor spacer for Markel, and you go from there. So as you can see, it, it, it isn't necessarily a slam dunk that Jalen Suggs is the starting two guard, despite all the importance, all the uh, all the all the things that would make Suggs a really good fit in someone the Magic want to see as that starter, as that guy uh, in that in that spot. But it's not 100%. And I don't think we can say it's 100%. There is still a lot the Magic need to work through. There is still a lot that Suggs needs to work through to really cement that spot. And again, like I said, Training camp battles, at least with the way the Magic are, are not necessarily about players competing against each other. With so many young players, it's about players cementing their roles for this team. And again, that's like a huge goal for this team overall and something that's going to start at training camp. Players have to cement their roles with this team. And Suggs is no different. This is The season is not a full referendum on Jalen Suggs. But if he struggles like he did last year, then all of a sudden you're no longer viewing Suggs going from a, a potential star in his rookie year to a solid starter this year, 
now all of a sudden it's like, okay, this this guy's a bench player. We have two years of data telling us he is not quite starter material. And that's sort of the pressure on Jalen Suggs this year. You'd hope that he would have this shooting guard spot cemented. I mean, if the Magic, you know, made the right pick, um, you know, again, and, and, I, and again, I'm not giving up on Suggs by any stretch of the imagination. There's a lot to like about Jalen Suggs. But training camp for him is about cementing his spot in this team's rotation and cementing where it's going to be. He's going to play. It's about where he's going to play that matters. And so really the competition is with himself. Not with Gary, not with Terrence, not with Cole, not with anyone else. It's with himself. Because the Magic have everything set up for him to be their starter, to be their long-term starter, to be the guy that they put next to Markel Fultz, to put next to their point guard, to be a secondary ball handler in that rotation. But Suggs has to get that spot down. Right now, it feels almost like he's getting it by default. So he is getting a major opportunity to play with the starting group again, like he did last year. And now he has to make the most of that opportunity. That's really all anyone can ask for. We'll dive into a couple other training camp battles to take a look at, um, including, we'll, we'll talk more about that point guard uh, situation for the Magic, uh, especially I think that that is something worth uh, talking about here. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So like I said, there's 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 not that many sort of traditional position battles. Necessarily, you know, one guy's in, one guy's out. This, you know, this isn't the NFL where yes, being a starter really really matters or or anything like that. The team is trying to define rules this year. The team is trying to figure out where players fit into the big picture. And so, you know, the Magic are a team that, you know, you know, if injuries hit them, um, that was me knocking on wood if you didn't hear that, um, if injuries hit them, they're not necessarily going to be so upset because the season is, at this point at least, not necessarily all about winning. Um, it's about winning more, but not winning in general. Um, this season is about figuring out where everyone fits. And so the Magic do need to see where all these players fit and what they can do. And so I do have to ask this question, and I don't think it's—I would agree the answer is Markel Fultz, but we should ask this question. 
Is the point guard position really settled? Are, are we really sure Markel Fultz is going to be this team's starting point guard? I would say the answer is yes. I've had Markel Fultz penciled in as a starting point guard. I think there's just so many positive things that he does for this team. He's a great passer. He's a great driver. He has great pick-and-roll chemistry with everyone. He sets everyone else up so well. The only concern with putting him in the starting lineup is the lack of three-point shooting. And again, that's why I was leaning, at least before the injury, toward Gary Harris being the starting shooting guard for this team. But Cole Anthony was the leading scorer on the Magic last season. Uh, he is an emotional uh, emotional lightning rod, an emotional heartbeat for this team as a whole. Biggest cheerleader on the team. Just a guy who has scoring instincts. And while he is still pretty inefficient, a lot of that is because the Magic put too much on him. The Magic trusted him to be the top scorer on their team. And I think the reality is we all understand that's probably not the role Cole Anthony's destined for. Many of us think that, you know, that kind of mentality works really well off the bench, and that Cole Anthony could be a really good sixth man. And, and, and I'm not against that, and I think that's something the Magic should and will try this season. But he has essentially been the starting point guard for this team for two years, and I know the record's not great. Um, he's essentially been the starting point guard for this team for two years. He has been a great scorer. And I don't think you should just throw that all away. Or, or you know, again, Marco Fultz had a really good finish this season, that he didn't start a game or didn't play mostly against starters until that last game of the season, and Miami sat all their guys that game anyway. Really, only Victor Oladipo had that big game for the Heat. We don't. There's a lot about Marco Fultz that we don't know, including yes, how much better he potentially got this offseason. Um, and so while I think that writing Marco Fultz's name as a starting point guard should be done in a really good pencil. You're going to need a good eraser to erase that. I don't think we should write that in pen quite yet. This is an area where, yes, the competition may be short, there may be a a lean toward faults at the end of the day, but Coley Anthony deserves a chance to keep his spot. He deserves, I mean, yes, and Markel Fultz does too because that was his starting point guard spot before his injury, but this... Cole Anthony has done nothing but yeoman's work. He has been so good for this team, just culturally and emotionally, that for me, it is hard to completely disregard it. Now, granted, I I do agree with the criticisms of him, and and while he did get better as a passer and a defender in his second season, there's still a long way to go. He is ultimately a scoring point guard first. He's ultimately a guy that's trying to get his own, um, and and, and that's not bad. The Magic need guys like that. and, and there's certainly a lack of kind of kind of veteran organizational poise that a guy like Markel Fultz, even at his young age, has. Um, Cole Anthony, again, might be better as a scoring guard off the bench, and I'm not debating that part. That's actually what I believe. But I do think that when training camp begins, Cole Anthony should get some run with the starters. Uh, Cole Anthony should get every opportunity or should get some opportunities to compete directly against Markel Fultz and see if he can still be the team starter. This competition may be over fast, and, and again, I think we all maybe have a sense of where it's going to end up, but Cole has been the starter for two years, and, and I, I I just don't think you throw that completely away, especially considering Cole has been one of the better players on this team. He has been effective in, in plenty of ways, even if the bigger picture is still not quite there, and he still has a lot to put together as a young player in this league. 
the reality is, again, this training camp is not so much about setting this team's rotation or this year's rotation. It's about figuring out where players fit. It is the start of this journey, and, and, and that's honestly the theme of everything that I've talked about today. The theme has been, where do all these players fit into the bigger picture, into the season beyond this season? Because unless the Magic really surprise, unless the Magic really, really click, they're going to be near the bottom of the standings. They're going to be maybe clawing for the play-in tournament longer than we expect, but that's part of figuring out which players work, which players need to be moved out, which players need to be brought in. That's what this season is about. Growing, developing young players, and figuring out what this team's future is. That's what we're talking about this season. That's the theme of the season. And it's going to be a theme that starts next Tuesday at training camp as we really get to see these guys on the floor working together. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himmel, you can play Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places in the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We're starting our player outlooks as we look ahead to the NBA season coming up uh, next week. We'll be at Media Day on Monday, and there'll be a whole lot more, too, as the season officially tips off here in just a week's time. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the NBA Top 50 on Locked on NBA for your next listen. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked On and the BetOnline Odds Makers present the NBA Top 50 Most Valuable Players. Find it on Locked On NBA or wherever you get your podcasts uh, or on YouTube as well. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.